Well, hey guys, welcome to the Norton Young Adult Podcast. I'm excited as Ethan and I continue our conversation on what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus through slowing down. All right, Ethan, here we are jumping into this next conversation on slowing down. Why don't you kind of set the groundwork for where we're headed a little bit this week? Yeah, I love it. So last week, can we go, well, maybe two weeks ago, yes. whenever you would listen to it's weird. Last we're, we're on podcast. a weird time schedule compared to everybody else listening. So we are. So yeah, I think you're right. Two weeks ago. Let's let's just recap kind of that real quick. Those four things that we talked about. Yeah. Of what a uh, disciple does, what mm. uh, is, what a disciple is. Yeah. Uh, the goal of a disciple, we said, is this: the goal of a disciple is to learn to live in a constant awareness of and connection to the Spirit of Jesus. Right. And, and four things that we do. We be with Jesus, Mm -hmm. we learn his teachings, become like Jesus, carry out Jesus' kingdom vision. If you didn't listen to that, go back, listen to it. (laughs) Put it on repeat. Put it on repeat. So good. So good. So when we run into this slowing down, I think this is such a good conversation because we, I, feels like everybody is addicted to speed and hurry. I'm right there. I'm like, it's crazy how fast our culture is going. Yeah, uh, Speed is something that we praise. It's kind of mm. expected in our world. It's not really optional. Even at a church, I'm like, yeah. man, we are at a fast-moving church, Yeah, uh, which is good in some ways. But I think we get caught up in speed, and time is kind of our most valuable resource. So we're, like, always told we don't want to waste it, so be efficient. Mm. We pride ourselves on busyness. We wear busyness as a badge, right? Like, how you doing? I'm busy. How's work? I'm busy. How's yep. your kids? Huh, they're busy. They're busy. How was your vacation? Uh, we were running around. It was bu- pretty busy. It was busy, it was right? Busy. You it know? was a busy time, man. I'll tell you what. I just realized I flipped the question on how's your kids and, and you I'm don't like, have any kids. I don't know. What kids? <laughs> what kids even? <laughs> you looked at me with like wide eyes. Ask me it. again, you know, multiple years from now. Multiple years. But I think about like all the fast um, time-saving devices we have. Yeah. Like. For sure. The washing machine. Yeah. That didn't exist like 200 years ago. I don't think. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, you had like a little washboard. Yeah. Yeah. You took it down by the river. Yeah. You lived on the river. Down the river and pray and do your laundry. That's right. <laughs> and then you didn't have a dryer to put it on, so you hung yeah. it up there. And people used to live like that. The yeah. text message now is like instant. People used to write letters. Yeah. I think we should go back to letter writing. I'm good with it. And then we have cars. Literally people. fast. Yeah. People literally would have... Ridden horses. That was the fastest we went yeah. up until, I don't know when the car was invented, but not all that yeah. long ago. No, it was like, like early 1900s-ish, yeah. maybe late 1800s. I don't yeah. know the exact day, but. Automobile, and that wasn't even going as fast as they do now. And now we have yeah. dishwashers. Now we have microwaves. We have fast food. We have a robot vacuum, which my nephew absolutely hates. He won't. He's, <laughs> uh, he's terrified of it. Really? No, oh, so oh, terrified man. of it. He calls it. He used to call it a bopper. I a don't know bopper? what a bopper is, but we know it was the robot yeah. vac- vacuum cleaner. Hmm. Vacuum is a weird word too. It sorry. is a weird word. But uh, Amazon Prime. If we're like, don't get it in two days, we're upset, yeah. right? Their whole thing is speed. That's like their whole oh. like all the all that they're about is like as as fast as you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back in the '90s, my dad used to talk about this thing that I kind of remember very very tail end of it called mm-hmm. boredom. Where people were bored. Yeah. <laughs> where people literally uh, didn't know what to do, right? When they went to get coffee, they stood in line yeah. and waited. 
Back in the dark ages. Back in the dark ages of the 90s, which <laughs> most of us, yeah, maybe some of us remember some of that, but yeah. now everybody has the best time-saving device, the iPhone or some kind of smartphone. Yeah, right. I think most of us have iPhones, if not all of us, and yeah. leadership. I think so. Yeah, no, honestly, I think so. iPhone's the way to go. It is, apparently. Right? But the crazy thing, I think we said a little bit about this last podcast, is that we spend roughly five hours a day. Boomers spend five hours a day. Millennials spend 5.7. I imagine that's gone up. That was a study done in 2019. And Mm -hmm. so just think about 2020, the year of the digital, re-digital age or something. I don't know what to call it. Right. That's just crazy. It's probably amplified so much. As of November 2020, like Mm. average American watches four hours of TV a day, which that would be like having – the TV on for two months out of the year nonstop. Like, that's nuts. Isn't that crazy? Average yeah. of four hours a day. Wow. And I'm just thinking about this for myself. I realized that the average attention span of an American right now, this would have been 2019, it's probably changed a little bit. Yeah. We're eight seconds. We're goldfish's attention span is nine seconds. Like, we're losing to goldfish here. People. <laughs> yeah, right. This is not good. This is just not good. Yep. So when we think about this, uh, I feel like a lot of the speed is fighting for our attention. Mm-hmm. And as I've, as I've been kind of walking through this workshop uh, that we've been doing in Apprentice of Jesus, mm-hmm. one of the things I told him was what's fighting for our attention is stealing our awareness. Mm. Right? And so what I mean by that is we're never present. We're yeah. always distracted. We're always entertained by something. Mm-hmm. We're not bored anymore. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing, but, like, what's that doing for our soul? Yeah. Because the goal of being an apprentice of Jesus is mm-hmm. to live in constant awareness. Right. So something's stealing our attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something's fighting for our attention, which steals our awareness to the connection of the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah. yeah that actually makes me think one of the parables that Jesus talks about, the higher, or the servants, who were waiting for the master to come home. Yeah. And there's some of them who, you know, got distracted by the wine, the food, the good drink, and even to his, like, you know, his bed to, like, you know, sleep and wait. The master showed up. They weren't aware. Took them all by surprise. And it was like, oh, wow. And he he punished them. Hmm. But then he also shows the flip side of the servants who were awake and attentive and waited all through the night. They were aware. They were focused on Christ Hmm. and their master returning. And he rewarded them for them being alert and being ready and focused on him. Yeah. Like, I think about that, like, talking about the idea of attention and awareness of, like, you know, Jesus in that parable, I think, is making a case for those are two things that we should have in control. We should yeah. be in control of what has our attention and, you know, and just our awareness overall. Right. And so often we just kind of let life, we just live life. Right. YOLO. Mm-hmm. People still say YOLO. that. I don't think they do. But <laughs> we just let life run our life rather than us run our life. Mm-hmm. And I think technology, and I'm not dogging on technology, but I think there's such a thing as digital addiction yeah. that's distracting us, that's doing something to our souls. So yeah. that's what I want to focus on today. That's kind of the hurriness. We're going to do a little hurry sickness test. Yes. Can't wait for that. But first off, quote from Dallas Willard, which I told you last time, he's a hard read, but he's got some good stuff. I love yeah. this. Uh, somebody, one of Dallas's um, mentees, is that a word? Apprentices of Dallas. There we go. Amen. Um, one of the people he was kind of investing a lot of his time in was John Ortberg, which mm. you probably don't know that name, and that's okay. But John asked him, like, what 
um, he, John's a pastor of a church out in the West Coast, yeah. or was, and, and rushing around and just feeling like life's busy and life's hurried. And he's talking to his mentor, Dallas, and he just said, Dallas, what am I missing mm-hmm. in this? And Dallas was like, this is what he said. I think it's so profound. He said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Mm-hmm. And then the way John tells it is there was this long pause on the phone. Mm-hmm. John's like, okay, I'll write that down really quick. Okay, what's next? And then Dallas says this, there is nothing else. Hurry mm-hmm. is the great enemy of the spiritual life in our day. Mm-hmm. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Which is why I told you guys, I sent an email, sent you the link. I'm trying to get you, I'm promoting John Mark Comer's book, Ruthlessly yeah. Eliminate Hurry. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. A lot of this stuff you're going to find in there, it's just going to expand on it even better than what we're going to hit. And it's so, so good. Right. Best book by far I read Seriously. last year. But hurry sickness, it's happening in our culture. And here, here's what we're defining it as. Right. A behavior pattern characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness Hmm. or a malice in which a person feels chronically short of time and Hmm. so tends to perform every task faster and to get flustered when encountering any kind of delay. Hmm. That's fascinating. Like, I hear that, and I was just thinking about this, of how it almost, like, uh, it seems like it's more something we're putting on ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like we Hmm. allow these things, like the digital things, like you said, like, inherently they're not bad. Right. I think the problem is kind of rooted in the fact that we allow it to to cause us to have anxiety and and just to freak out over every little thing of, like, um, what did it say here? Uh, We uh, get flustered encountering any kind of delay. Yeah. We get flustered. Flustered, getting flustered is something that we bring upon ourselves. Yeah. It's usually not something of an external, you know, force. It's us within ourselves freaking ourselves out. Yeah. It, you're almost playing stuff through your mind, exactly. through your head a lot. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. That's interesting. You kind of put that on yourself because we're literally going to talk through it. But here's what, here's the symptoms test of mm-hmm. hurry sickness. So I'm just going to try and fly through it. But he says, number one, irritability. Our interruptions invading the little things that shouldn't irk me, they irk me, right? Yeah. Hypersensitivity, little comments, jokes, emails, ruin my day, I can't roll with the punches. Yeah. Uh, Restlessness, I just can't relax. It's not that I don't have time, I just physically try and do it and Mm -hmm. I can't relax. Yeah. Even when I have an afternoon. Hmm. Workaholism, I get caught up in working. And even doing, like, mental work on my days off or my vacation. Mm-hmm. Emotional numbness. I can't feel someone else's pain or even my own pain because I'm so much in a hurry. That's scary. Yeah. Out of order priorities. I focus on urgent things and not the important things. My day runs me rather than me running my day. Right. Right. The lack of care for your body. I think this one, a lot of times... Christians don't even bring up mm-hmm. uh, is that I don't have time to cook meals, so I mm-hmm. constantly eat out. I don't have time for exercise. I don't have time for sleep, so I'm addicted to caffeine. I know. Yeah. We're like Preston. Mm-hmm. I love my coffee. I love my tea. Amen. Right? I love uh, me some uh, a good pop every once in a while, good Coke. It's good stuff. And then he, he's got three more escapist mm-hmm. behaviors. Yeah. So I'll run 
uh, slash escape from reality. I'll binge watch shows. Yeah. Netflix has this shuffle option now, which yeah. is crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. <laughs> Other escape patterns: I, I overeat, addicted to pornography, social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. over drinking, right? Or the slippage of the spiritual disciplines, yeah. uh, which these are kind of the first to go rather than my first go-to. Mm. I don't have time for God. Like that's kind of that's one of the biggest things I hear when I talk to people. Yeah. How are you doing with God? Well, it's just been busy, right? Yeah. Hurry, sickness, yeah. isolation is the last one. He says, disconnected from God, others, and even your own soul because you don't have time to invest in any relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I encourage like whoever's listening to this, like go back, listen through that, take note of it. Like if you're driving, don't don't start writing now. Like wait till you stop somewhere. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah, right. But like those ten things I think are incredible. Like like I always talk about wanting to be self aware. I think it's good to understand yourself yeah. where you're coming from. Those are great telltale signs of like seeing like different areas that you can pinpoint in your own life. Um, and, and start to work through. So I, I think that's a huge thing, just like if you're listening to this, stop, write these down, and do a little bit of self-processing, self-awareness tests. You know? Yeah, I think that's so good. Like, rate yourself 1 to 10 on how you're doing on each of those 10 being the, right. the best or the worst, however you want to yep. look at it, and then maybe a little description as to why you feel that. Mm-hmm. So how in the world do we handle this hurry sickness? I love in Matthew 16, 26, I love and hate this because it sounds kind of eerie. When you think about all the hurriedness that's happening in our world today, Jesus says these very words, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Yikes. Right? Like, we are so caught up in something that we don't even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Addicted to our phones, addicted to a screen. And Jesus kind of cuts through it all and goes, yeah, you're caught up in the world. You're going to forfeit your soul. If, if you don't do, like, if you don't slow down, right. breathe. So let's talk about slowing down, okay? John Ortberg, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He says this, cultivating, I love this for this, the slowing definition. Cultivating the patience by deliberately choosing to place ourselves in positions where we simply have to wait. Hmm. So the idea is simply this, slow down your body yeah. to slow down your life. Hmm. I'll say it one more time. (laughs) Slow down your body to slow down your life. Mm. See, I think when we follow Jesus often, Garrett, maybe you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. Is uh, following Jesus can be a mental thing. Yeah. Where we focus on our mental uh, reality or truths that we need to know about following Jesus. Where Paul, he doesn't even say the mind is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He says the bodies yeah. are the temple of where the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I would always go back to probably one of my favorite verses, Romans 12.1. Again, it's Paul talking. Yeah. And he talks about what it, our true and proper worship is. And within that is uh, that you give your body as a living sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and, and when you say that, he's not just saying simply like, yeah, your mind. Like, again, you, I think you're so right. Oftentimes we make it out to be a very mental um, uh, sort of aspect. Like, it's a mental task following Jesus mm-hmm. when what he calls us to, our worship, you know, goes beyond just mentally trying to figure out and follow God, but our whole being. Yeah. When he says sacrifice your whole body is a living sacrifice, it means every aspect, you know, yeah. your legs, your feet, your, you know, your heart, your mind 
every ounce of you should be devoted to this. And so I think about that, like, you know, you talk about being a living temple and stuff like that, and this idea of slowing. I think about the physical sense, like, you know, allowing your body, like, I think part of, like, the, the uh, different tests that you gave, yeah. you talked about being able to physically take care of yourself. Yeah. I think if you're able to um, influence and affect the way you act and are processing things physically, or, like, you know, or if you're in control of your, you know, physical, like, realm body. of things, yeah. your body, it will ultimately influence the way you think and influence your heart and stuff like I think yeah. they're they're you know they're tied together more than just physically but like you know mentally and spiritually as well I think we don't do a good job at communicating that sometimes as mm -hmm. the church and big church as a whole not just grace church but like I think following Jesus as I read it it's a holistic view yeah. that it's your body your mind every mm -hmm. part of your word your being uh, so good I think that Jesus, he was busy, mm -hmm. he had things he was focused on, but he was never hurried. Yeah. And that's what I think so many of us are feeling is we're mm -hmm. hurried, and a lot of times we're outrunning our rabbi. Mm -hmm. We're outrunning the one we're following. Yeah. Um, so the word, so I read this book a little, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. uh, called The One Word to Change Your Life. And Ooh. Uh, yeah, it sounds really good. So yeah. What's the one word? <laughs> I know. I wanted to find What's that out. What's the one word? <laughs> What's the one word that's going to change my life? And I went in and read it, and it had nothing to do with one word that was going to change my life. Well, now I'm disappointed. I know. Yeah, it, <laughs> I actually read it at the beginning of the year. It's kind of fascinating. The book, basically, it's a, it's a decent concept. I've tried it for several years now, um, is pick one word each year that you want to define your year. So a couple years ago, I picked uh, dependency. That yeah. was my word. Uh, kind of, they, they encourage that you have God kind of help mm. you figure that out, however yeah. that works. And I'm not sure if God gave me the word dependency or if I picked it. I really don't know. I don't care because mm. somehow that was my word. Yeah. And throughout that year, they encourage you, put it on your phone, put it on the fridge, put it wherever you're going to see it every single day, multiple times a day. Yeah. And so I did that, and it was crazy to me how often I was like, I need to be dependent on God, desperately dependent on Him. Yeah. Like, I'm not focused on anything else, nothing else, my anchor. So that was kind of my yeah. word a couple of years ago. Last year it was intentional. This year it's slow. Like, I just want to live a slow life. So one, I'm weird. I kind of have these sayings. I don't know if they're rituals or <laughs> I don't want to be legalistic in anything that I do. Right. But for me, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. I love being able to just repeat things. That's how it gets into my head and mind and mm -hmm. space. And so I wake up every morning. One of the sayings I say is this, is I will be present to the moment because life is lived in the moments. Mm. And so that's kind of my phrase this year is I want to be slow. I want to be present to the moment because yeah. that's all life's about. And so often we're like, I want to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next moment. Yeah. That even... In the next phase of life, right? Like, mm -hmm. I remember I really could not wait to be dating somebody. I really could not wait to be married to somebody. I really could not wait to have kids eventually. Or I really can't wait to grow old. I've thought about that a lot. I don't know why. I just want to be an old man <laughs> drinking his coffee in the afternoon. I'm right there with you, On man. a rocking chair yes. on his front porch. Oh. But practicing the presence of Jesus mm. is being present to the moment. Yeah knowing that life's lived in him. And Jesus was, like, slow and had this non-anxiousness to him, right? Yeah. And I think uh, 
I think it'd be funny to picture stressed out Jesus. Like, you just never see that he wasn't yeah. stressed out ever. It just goes against his character. Right. Like, totally. Yeah, like, he's the one who brings peace, and I think peace comes through slowing down. Like, I, it's funny you're saying this, and all I have in, in my mind, because as a kid, my dad would always say this, and I think even now as an adult, he says it all the time. He says, yeah. buddy, slow down. Think about it. What are you doing? And it allows me to go about whatever I'm doing yeah. with a clearer mind. Yeah. And because, like, I'm rushing, I'm doing stuff, and I, I'll screw it up. Mm-hmm. Things will break. And he's like, why did it break? I'm like, because I was rushing. I know, Dad. He's <laughs> like, no, slow down. Calm down. Huh. I'll never forget. He, <laughs> I like, I'll be doing stuff nowadays, and it's anchored in my mind. I hear my dad's voice hmm. still saying, buddy, slow down. And it's like, you know, you think about a kid running across the street, which I was a yeah. dumb little kid who ran out in the traffic. I could see that. You always <laughs> slow down, you know. And when you do that, like, you're able to, like you said, be in the moment. And when you're in the moment, like, when you're disconnected from the moment, you're not going to be able to handle whatever is going on in that with, you know, to the best of your ability. Yeah. When you're in the moment, when you slow down, you'll be able to handle whatever the circumstances are, whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. To a, the best of your ability. I love that, man. I love that. And I think of, like... Two, um, you can handle things better. You're more effective when you're slower. Yeah. Um, we'll probably talk about that next time. Yeah. But there's part of this, like, smell the roses. Stop and smell the roses. <laughs> yeah. Like, life is flying by, and you will literally just ride with it yeah. if you never slow down, breathe, mm. be present to the moment, and go, man, what's life really about? Yeah. And I don't mean to be, like, this guru Easterner on top of a mountain somewhere, like <laughs> meditating and like life's just about being in the presence of nature or like whatever it is. I just got but a really weird picture of you right there. I know, like <laughs> in some robe or something. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but there is something to be said about like that. Um, like I think it would be so fascinating to be a monk. Yeah. I know probably nobody thinks that way, but I'm like, yeah, man, they just do these mundane tasks. And then study, read, hmm. and be with Jesus and live this super simplistic, boiled down, stripped down life. And yeah. they found this like inner contentment with that, right? Yeah. It's the easy yoke that we talked about last time that Jesus is inviting us into this slowed down yeah. life where we're <clears throat> able to actually enjoy life and not be rushed by. I, hmm. I have here here's my suggestion. So how do you practice slowing down? Yeah. Here's, I'd say make it a game. Mm-hmm. Make it like a little game where you come up with rules. Right. So get a piece of paper out. Mm. This is your activity for the week. <laughs> get a piece of paper out, and I would come up with a set of however many rules you want. And I wouldn't be like, they're not like, I don't like the word rules, but philosophies of life, mm-hmm. pr- practices you want to put in play. But just things you think that you could put in play to intentionally slow down your body, yeah. to slow down your life. I'm telling you, you can steal some of mine if you come up with some that are better. Mm-hmm. Some of these I don't even do, but I've seen some of them, so I right. thought I'd throw them on there. Um, but if you come up with some, I want to know because I'd love to practice slowing. That's my word this year. Right. I just want to incorporate that in my life. And so I would say this, uh, first one. And Garrett, you can chime in in any of these, but yeah, for sure. Create a quiet place. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that next time. But a quiet, a, like create spaces of solitude. Yeah. Whether that's a time, a space, activity mm-hmm. that you are just with God and yeah. have fun with it. Like yeah. for me, 
It's early in the morning. Yeah. A cup of coffee, usually French press now. You got mm, me into that. I got you, man. And my father-in-law has gotten us uh, Vietnam coffee uh, that is so good. And so it's me making that, enjoying the nice smell of it in the morning. I want some now. And then going into my my closets that I have at my, our, our apartment. Yeah. And I get on my desk and I just read and slow down. Yeah. And usually, mm. even with me, it's funny how I can speed up my quiet time with God to hurry up and get on going with stuff. Yeah. Like, Ethan, slow down. Yeah. Be with Jesus. Read mm-hmm. the words from the page, right? So that's, yeah. I won't spend as much time on every one of them, but that's right. That's a huge one. Yeah. That's foundational to what you're doing. So good. It's seriously foundational. I think we said some of this uh, parent your phone, mm. you know, put it to bed early, wake yep. it up late. Mine goes off. These are just suggestions, like if whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't think of a worse way to start your day than with your phone. Like, I don't wake up to my phone anymore uh, because it's awful. I read the news. I try not to. Now, I, I say that, and this morning, I think I sent you an email first yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was like, why did I do that? That just stressed me out. Started thinking about work yep. Okay, already. Yep. So I tried, but usually my phone does not get up until 8 o'clock. Yep. Uh, definitely after, or it try, I try to definitely after my quiet time mm-hmm. in my quiet place. Uh, and then it usually goes to bed around 9-ish mm-hmm. is what I try to do. Right. Yeah. So... Just a suggestion. Try it. I turned off all my notifications. I told you this last time. I don't, the only notification I get now is on my calendar. Right. It tells me when to check my phone. I turned my phone, to, my smartphone to a grayscale, which apparently that does stuff to your mind. So, like, my phone's black and white, and people make fun of me for that, and that's okay. Yeah. But it helps just not uh, make it look as pretty. So I don't want to look at it as much. It's turning it to a dumb phone. Yeah. Um, but I don't sleep with my phone beside me, 98% do. Uh, I told people that, and I had somebody text me this week and go, uh, you might be onto something with that, which is not original with me, but 90%, yeah. 98% of Americans do, and there's an angst to my heart now when I sleep with my phone right yeah. beside me. Yeah. Um, so I turn my phone into a smart, or my smartphone into a dumb phone <laughs> as much as I can. I delete apps that I don't need. Right. Uh, this is a huge one. I had somebody laugh with me and curse at me with this one. He, he didn't curse. He said, <laughs> "He said I think about it every time I think about you now. Oh, no. Is I drive the speed limit. Uh, that mm. could be the most... You, you would be blown away what that does for your soul. I'm just telling you. I feel like you're calling down. me out directly. I'm, I feel like you're calling me out. <laughs> Dude, I like to go fast. I like to go quick. Yeah, this man. is not natural for me. But drive the speed limit. Just try it. And think about, I'm slowing down my soul. Hmm. I'm slowing b- down my body to slow down my life when you do that, right? Drive, hang out with the grandmas in the... In the, in the, in the right-hand lane. Yeah, yeah right. in, the, in the slow lane. Like, yep. that's where I'm at. You're going to find me there more times, <laughs> I hope. Uh, drive the speed limit. Drive uh, on purpose in the slow lane. Yeah, so do that. Come in, uh, come to full stops at mm. stop signs. Oof. That one's that was a little difficult. So far, <laughs> phone... Car, those types of things. I, I try and show up early for meetings sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes I'll show up for a meeting that's early, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I'll show up 15 minutes, and I just wait. 
or I'll bring a book and yep. just read yep. and just be present. Yeah, I'll talk about Aiden for a second. Yeah. You know, you guys know Pastor Aiden. He is here. I'll brag on him for a minute. He gets here Sunday mornings, like right around five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And people don't usually start showing up till, like, our first rehearsal for traditional service doesn't start till seven. Yeah. He's here at five in the morning. He makes sure everything's ready. And I love it because he's like, I don't want to be one taken by surprise. And he's also like, I will be anxious if I'm here later trying to yeah. run into things. Yeah. I think that's huge. That's a great example of, of like somebody who's like good about that. He shows up early and he's never taken by surprise. I that. love that. Love that. Uh, I drink coffee by yourself and just taste it. That's, that's what I wrote out. But what I mean by that is go to a coffee house. I dare you go to a coffee house yeah. and just drink coffee by yourself <laughs> with nobody there. Don't take your phone and just sit and be there. I would recommend get off social media or somehow set a time limit for it. Clock in and clock out your TV. Yeah. This is what Kimmy and I do. I think I, did I mention that last time? I might have mentioned that. Like, I just try and write the hours of how much I'm watching TV in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, keep single tasks. We're not multitaskers. We can't no. do that. So the best thing to do is just one task at a time, uh, and that's what I try and do. It's hard. Uh, walk slower. I remember I go on walks with Dan, literally just a walk with Dan. Hmm. And there's times where I'm like, we should be going faster than what we're going. And we're <laughs> just on a walk. I've got nothing to do. Yeah. I scheduled that time to walk with him, and we're just walking. Or there's times where I'm like, we got to walk. Or um, he'll just stop in the middle of the walk. That's what drives me nuts. <laughs> I'll stop, and I'm like, we got to get somewhere. And I'm just, we don't have to get anywhere. Yeah. Just walk slower. Yeah. Right? Slow down your body. Slow down your life. Take long vacations, right? Don't just take a vacation to uh, go to a concert or whatever. Take a vacation for your soul. Like, mm. literally get away. Yeah. Slow down. However long you can take, the longer, I th- around eight days, I think, is where you hit your climax rest. Right. Um, which there's studies to that that are kind of fascinating. Um, cook your own food. Eat yeah. in more. Like, I'm terrible at that one. Right. I, I'm so lucky. Kimmy and I, I'm so lucky I married Kimmy. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, she's a much better cook than I am, and we just tried to do that more. Just right. eat in more because it's so easy to just get food really fast. Oh, yeah. I create, for me, you could try creating a list of statements that you read and repeat every morning. I will be present mm. to the moment because life is lived in the moments. That's my statement. Yeah. Right? So whatever. Yeah. Works for you. Enjoy the taste of food. Think about it longer. And then the last one is just sit. Just sit down and don't do anything. Yeah. Like how crazy that is. But I'm yeah. I'm just trying to give you some practical ideas to right. slow down your body so you can slow down your life yeah. and be present to the moment. Right. I think those are all great. I love it. John Mark Comer says this. We'll just end here. The moment is where you find God, find your soul, find your life. Mm. Life isn't out there. In the next dopamine hit, the next task, the next experience, it's right here now. All the best stuff is in the present, the now. Mm. Guys, I love you. I hope that this is encouraging. I hope that yeah. this is kind of countercultural. But right. Yeah. I hope we can kind of be simple, quiet, slow rebels to the culture. Hmm. That's what I hope. Yeah. That's our prayer. Great having this conversation, Ethan. We'll chat on the next one. Can't wait.